Welcome to the Keep Building Podcast. I'm Todd Lebo, CEO of Majestic Steel. We're here to keep you informed in terms of what we're seeing going on in our industry, the market, and relevant topics. So let's keep building. Welcome to the Keep Building Podcast. This is Todd Lebo here with Chris Billman and Scott Paskowitz. Today, we're going to discuss what's impacting the market beyond just base metal prices. There's a lot of other costs that go into the delivered cost of steel and also opportunity cost. So we wanted to hit some of those other costs that are impacting you know, most that follow the steel market, follow what the indices are doing. And that typically drives the psychology of what's happening with prices, but there's you know, a total cost to the delivery of steel. Before we jump into that, Scott, can you Give us an update on the current mill outages. And then Chris, you can jump into what production we have coming online here in end of 2021 and into 2022. Sure. Yeah, I'll give an update. We talked about this previous podcast before. Starting back in June, we had announcements of a little over 1.6 million tons coming out of the market back half of this year. We're currently about halfway through that. We're in October now, so we have about four outages either underway or coming out soon under U.S. Steel, SDI. Uh, And then through November and December, we also have a couple of Nucor locations. So Nucor Gallatin, U.S. Steel Gary, ArcelorMittal Calvert, and also North Star Blue Scope to round out the year. Like I mentioned, still about halfway through those outages, which will keep supply tight through the back half of this year. Yeah, you talk about some of the maintenances that are Ongoing in the third and fourth quarter of this year, but looking into next year, we've all heard about the new capacity that's coming online, specifically the new SDI facility down in Texas, as well as a new furnace at North Scope, North Star Blue Scope. Interesting this week, uh, we just got SDI had their Q3 earnings call and they noted that they expect a lower than expected production on their furnace next year. It's actually got off to a little bit of a slower start this year due to all the rain down there, other issues they've had during the startup. So as we move forward, it's important to know that as that new production is coming online, it's not going to come on all at once. It takes time. There's going to be issues with ramp ups that we've seen pretty much with every new facilities. While it's not stated maintenance or outage, just remember that new production isn't 3 million tons hitting the market all at one time. So it appears that we're at an inflection point in the market and, and where will, will prices go from here. But a big factor of that will be how these outages go, as well as how the new production coming online ramps up and, and what that'll mean to total apparent supply with the current import environment too. So there's a lot of moving parts as we round out this year. Will these outages go as planned? Will they get extended and starting up the new capacity? What does that mean in terms of the ramp up? And then uh, obviously there's the demand side and how does demand play out going into 2022? But uh, let's talk about the cost side. You know, most people talk about base prices and follow the the direction of of base prices in the market with less attention towards the extras, the the freight, the the labor situation, and just the other supply chain disruptions that could be opportunity cost uh, on time delivery being a huge one. Why don't we start with just some of the extras? I mean, what's going on with zinc prices today and other things that might impact the total cost of delivered steel versus just the base metal price. Yeah. So we had big news coming out of the zinc market this week. 
we had prices skyrocket to $1.73 per pound, which was the highest since 2007. The main reason for this was one of the largest zinc producers in the world said that they would cut their production by about 50%, mainly due to the soaring price of electricity. So if you guys have been paying attention recently in the news, the surging price of gas, oil, and coal has really decimated Asia and Europe countries, which has really had a major impact on a lot of the zinc mines and also zinc production uh, smelters. This could also lead to the mill coating extras being raised. The last time that they were raised was November, December of last year when prices for zinc were in the $1.20 range. And right now, like I mentioned, zinc prices are at 14-year highs right now. So we could start to see the mills start to increase their coating extras if we hover above that $1.60 per pound range that we're, we're in right now. Yeah, typically for mills to raise the coating extras, pricing usually has to stay above a certain level for an extended period. We currently have seen the 50-day average for zinc above $1.40, which is 15, 20 cents higher than it was averaging back last time they raised coating extras. Scott, when you look at the zinc market, you're following every day. Yep. Do you anticipate this being a sharp climb higher and then continue to go from there, quick run up, then pull back? Uh, where do you see the zinc market, at least in the short term? Yeah, I, I don't see this staying at these elevated prices. Like I mentioned, it's really just due to the electricity shortages, some of the, the coal situation, the natural gas situation. I would think it would start to maybe decrease a little bit down over the next com coming months. But yeah, still well above where we were end of last year into the first half of this year, where we've seen elevated pricing pretty steadily throughout 2021 and into 2022. Right. So zinc obviously has a cost for those that are buying coated steel, but the other extras, I think typically when negotiating steel prices, some buy on a transaction delivered price, but many buy with negotiating different extras that lead up to the total cost. I think we've all heard that this year is different than previous years where we're seeing less flexibility in terms of those extras. Is that because that's a cost that is truly absorbed and, and now they need to, to look to pass that on? And then if so, what's happening with those costs? I mean, we've heard more about published extras being quoted for 2022. And then also on the freight side, you know, there's always been talks about, you know, freight equalization or freight discounts in the steel industry, but freight's a real cost today and probably a bigger cost than ever. Where do you guys see the freight market? I mean, I know from our perspective, we're seeing more discipline in terms of how those extras are being treated and therefore less flexibility in the negotiation, which even if the, the base price does drop between now and the end of the year, like some are anticipating, then come January, many could be experiencing higher costs from other components of the delivered steel price. On the, the freight side, what are you guys seeing both for domestic shipments as well as uh, international? Yeah, on the freight side, you mentioned it's kind of a two-edged sword where prices both on the foreign side as well as domestic are rising for multiple reasons. On domestic side, we're seeing it Longer lead times, higher fuel costs, as Scott mentioned earlier, energy, both oil and gas pricing climbing. I know diesel is almost a dollar more than it was at this point last year, which adds to the fuel charge on the transportation trucking side, which is just further cost that goes into the actual delivery of the material. Added to that is driver shortages, the higher wages you have to pay to the drivers just to get them back into their cabs and driving. 
all plays a factor in the total cost, specifically on the domestic side. And then on the foreign side, we've heard port congestion for at all-time highs. We've seen just in the past year, a vessel that went sideways in the Suez Canal. Um, we've had multiple hurricanes, typhoons. There's a typhoon currently hitting in the far east that's impacting transportation, different flare-ups of COVID, whether it be domestically or in other key distribution hubs, Vietnam, China, other Far East nations. Dock workers are getting impacted by the lack of impact from COVID. And it's just been a continue issue one after another impacting transportation and freight, all pushing that cost higher. Yeah, the truck driver shortage, that's really one of the biggest issues really that we've faced in the U.S. recently. Just to put that into perspective, the truck driver shortage in 2018 was estimated about 61,000 to get back to normal levels. The current trend right now is about 160,000 short of truck drivers. Roughly 68% of the freight that we move in the U.S. is on highways. We're really starting to see that truck driver shortage impact the economy as a whole. As Chris mentioned, we have aging truck drivers as well, lower pay and also undesirable working conditions. So there really needs to be a movement more towards younger drivers and also paying more for these truck drivers. And then also recently in the news, the vaccine mandates, uh, if that ever passes, there's been a couple truck driver unions that have threatened to strike if that ever happens. So that could be another added issue on the freight side coming forward. I mean, an added issue of strike at any sort of level, transportation side could be catastrophic for the already decimated supply chain. We've been to the grocery store lately, but there's empty shelves everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even you go to home, home goods stores, Home Depot, Lowe's, all across the industries impacted. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, supply chain across the board. Yeah, I think we in the steel industry have been experiencing that now for quite some time, but it's becoming more widespread and, and known to the consumer in terms of the impact of the supply chain disruptions. And you're, you're hearing that now more frequently in the news in terms of being able to, to get consumer goods, holiday impact in terms of being able to, to get product to, to people. So I think that those supply chain disruptions sometimes are an added cost or sometimes are an opportunity cost that can impact people's businesses. And I think that right now we're going to continue to see that at Majestic. We have locations throughout the U.S. and, you know, each location has its own situation. I think you've said this on the previous podcast, Chris. I mean, it's it's more regionalized than ever when it comes to the freight side. Freight costs are, are obviously impacted across the board, but also certain lanes are harder and, and the drivers and owner operators now can name you know their, their price a little bit more because of the lack of availability and the lanes that they want to run. I think where companies in the past, whether it's been mill to service center to end user, service center to end user, mill to an end user, have had some you know, so-called wiggle room in terms of freight costs as a point of negotiation, we're seeing less and less of that. So I think that we're going to continue to see going into 2022, how those costs are, are passed along and absorbed throughout the supply chain, as we're seeing across all products in terms of just a, a rising cost or inflationary environment. Yeah, you talk about rising costs, specifically on the, the labor extra side. I mean, we've talked about and heard contract negotiations of supply moving into 2022, the recent consolidation of supply, the growing demand, particularly on the flat road coated side, the all-time 
levels of pricing has led to a stronger stance, I would say, on the mill side when it comes to these contract negotiations. How do you think that's playing out? Are they able to pass these costs along? Is that impacting negotiations? Yeah, the new, the new contract negotiations on the for the union mills, that could be increased wages, increased to healthcare. So those are an increase to the cost side for some of these mills, which you know, is an added increase on, on top of the just regular base prices. And overall, the, the industry is just the economy as a whole is having labor shortages as well. About 4.3 million workers remain out of the workforce compared to before the pandemic started. And unemployment's still about 5%. We don't really see that getting any better anytime soon. Yeah, no different than the transportation issues. I think the staffing situation is very similar in terms of labor shortages, as well as the, the cost of labor. And I think that that's something that's going to continue as we're in a war on talent and people are fighting for the same people, as well as people have been incentivized, maybe not to take that job. So it's kind of twofold in, the, in that regard. And so there's growth of distribution and warehousing and the consumer goods market that also can impact the talent pool for industries like steel and manufacturing. And so industries like steel and manufacturing are going to have to compete for for similar labor in order to do that, there's a cost to do so. And I think that sometimes that cost goes unrecognized because you're tracking what's going on in the steel market and what's happening in terms of expectations on market pricing, but companies can't continue to absorb costs and not necessarily pass those along, especially those that are in a more lower margin profile business. So from that perspective, I think that we're going to continue to see a rising cost environment, both in transportation and labor. Sure, it'll ease and, and then tighten up again as, as it always does. But right now, we're definitely in a situation where costs of labor and cost of transportation. And then in addition to that, cost of shipping supplies, materials, other than steel, are also being challenged, as we know. So I think those three components play a role in, to, in terms of your delivered cost of steel to the end user. Yeah, you talk about the shipping supply. I mean, we saw lumber pricing skyrocket significantly last year, then pull back. And a lot of people pointed to that as a potential that other material prices could follow. But now we've seen lumber pricing start to climb back up close to $800 board foot. So that, so you're talking about all these costs going into the actual delivery of the steel. So there's a potential where we could see published base price um, indexes that show pricing kind of stabilizing, bouncing around a little bit, but the actual deliver to the customer will be climbing. And it's how do we translate the difference between the two and how is understanding the difference be important in managing the business moving forward? For sure. And I mean, when you look at the, the price of steel today, we're still at historic highs. It's been pretty range bound, bouncing around the last few weeks. You know, there's no secret that import prices are, are lower and, and there's a, a decent spread there. But then when you look at the other cost components, both hard costs and opportunity costs, it makes a tough decision in terms of how you're going to manage and absorb these costs moving forward. So on the domestic side, you're dealing with, you know, more discipline in terms of the negotiations on extras and, and freight, as well as other costs that don't necessarily show up in the 
direct price of steel, labor, shipping supplies, but then on the import side, a lower total price may be delivered, but then extended lead times, reliability, on-time deliveries. So I think that that poses obviously some tougher decisions for end users moving forward in terms of how to manage this cost and, and, and how to you know ideally get a blended cost. But there's going to be an, an adjustment in terms of expectations around certain costs not just the base cost of steel and what direction the market indices are moving. Yeah, I've always heard that the joke that the most, what's the most expensive pound of steel? It's the first pound of steel that you run out of that you need. So when we talk about the unexpected lead times offshore port congestion, just keep in mind as that price is falling, the cost of you running out of material due to the unreliability of the, the lead time is... For sure. And I think that's the biggest question here is what does the supply situation look like as we go into 2022 with the outages, with the additional capacity coming online, with the import volumes? How does that impact price overall? We obviously see that market prices are are being challenged right now. And, you know, there's always potential risk in terms of how the market's going to move. I think just the one thing that gets overlooked are the other costs that we're discussing today and how that impacts the total cost of delivered steel. So while you're looking at base prices and how the market is moving and where it might go, it's important to make sure whether it's operating your own business or you're a buyer or seller of of steel, what that total cost equation looks like, both hard cost and opportunity costs. Anything else uh, from your end, Scott, on, on what's going on on the cost side? No, I think we got it all. Yeah, things, things are going up and across the board, every industry. Yeah, so costs are rising, but market is in subject in terms of what direction steel prices will go. So I think we'll just have to continue to see where things land as we round the corner into 2022. Thank you all for joining the Keep Building podcast and talk soon.